Welcome to the first episode of this podcast. 40s is the new 20s. So, I had hoped that I could indeed build on the adage that my parents at Al had ferociously held on to and propounded. That would have meant that I'd have to just continue to live. But I didn't. Why you may ask? For one, it would have placed those in their 20s in direct conflict with space-time. Where did they belong? What was their new number? And so the need for this investigation. There's also a blog post that came along in the email the other day. It was by Peter Diamandis, a geeky MIT genius, Harvard Med School alumni, now serial entrepreneur on his quest for longevity. He co-founded Human Longevity Incorporated, where, intrigued by ocean mammals with multi-year lifespans, he has set out on a more modest goal of achieving for a hundred-year-old human the aesthetics, mobility, and cognition of a sixty-year-old. 60s, by the way, seems to be a recurring theme, and perhaps rightly so. Growing up in the 80s, as I did, 60s was really what grandparents were all about. It was an epoch. Peter Diamandis intends to achieve his modest goal within his lifetime. He, as you can take a moonshot, is approaching his... 60s, yes. So there's that, biological impetus for acknowledging facts on aging and how they compel us to reorder our notions of how old we are and feel. But look, this podcast isn't about the printout at your gym's BMI measuring machine which mentions, almost without ceremony, your biological age. This isn't an actual age versus biological age argument. I can share that on last count. I was 21 biologically when I indeed was 36. And in the few years since, I haven't yielded to the compulsion to go for another readout. But yielded I have to many others, such as this podcast. There are other more pressing concerns that warrant this work. There are repercussions I've been made aware of, of aging adults demanding more time in the sun. Evolutionary pressures, like it or not, have asserted themselves on the human race's history. Demands for food and shelter have dictated lifespans, and even as these exigencies ease, others in the realm of socio-economic sphere have reared their heads. I will attempt to address these as we go along.
I have to admit here itself that the seeds for these inquiries were first sown around the bend of my thirties, when I had the occasion to reflect on what had been whirlwind twenties, which are best characterized by the following anecdote. I was asked the other day why I'm still single, to which my reflexive response was, where was the time to get married? As I look back, I was 21. Then there was a gear shift, and the next pit stop was around my 32nd birthday, with a few moments of deceleration along the way. Through my early 30s, several moments of truth that I continue to attempt to disprove lead me to see my view as being in time but out of season, as a great poet had said. Nevertheless, I am encouraged as I slowly take on the 40s by a renewed sense of vigor to undertake an investigation into my life and claim that is the title of this podcast. So, I'm seated in Terminal 1 of Delhi's Indra Gandhi Airport and the iPhone is earplugged. Daft Punk is urging on one more time. I look around. This airport was a joke of a building when my actual age equated gladly with the BMI readout from a few years ago. I remember it being dingy, low ceiling, we expected the unexpected. Airline counters were few because airlines were few. There was Jet, of course, and there was Indian Airlines before its rechristening. Then there was that one that eventually got bought over by Kingfisher, and Kingfisher was yet to arrive. Each had a counter or two, and they totaled fewer than the number of counters in just one wing of our modern infrastructure. Of course, the passenger footfall was a lot less. Even so, airports have always appeared a buzz. The security was as efficient as it is today. But the waiting lounge. There might have been a coffee counter, I am certain, but too nondescript to remember. In any case, there weren't any Satyapal Tyrax or Costa Coffee delicatessens. I'm certain of that. There was a TV here or there. I would fumble through channels via an infrared port on uh, what passed as a smartphone without disturbing the nonchalant airs about nonchalant fellow passengers, citizens of a country they were nonchalant about, a country for whom the world had, well, nonchalant airs. To be fair, the world was just about beginning to reevaluate its notions of India.
in the mid-90s as a teenager, I recollect without doubt a comment on India. India's place, it said, in the world is that of an old man sitting contently in a corner of a city square with the world being content with its state of limbo. In any case, the airport and life back then was just about asserting itself. Back then, for the stewardesses, we were all just ladies and gentlemen, whether or not we were boys and girls. Today, my flight is already over an hour late and I sit in these glass and steel mega structures without compunction. Hopefully the delay is not much and we will take off soon. Before we do though, allow me some slack and digest this whole truth. This work wouldn't have been done were it not for earth-shattering events. Such tectonic shifts that alter perception just enough to alter the trajectory of your life and give it that impulse that puts it in a higher energy orbit. Surely technology is one of them. The internet has bent us backwards, turned economics of employment upside down, made the world flatter, democratized education, connected us in multimedia ways and brought out the best and the worst amongst us at speeds at which light pulses travel on a fiber optic string. But even these forces don't carry you past the line. Even being certified by MIT by sitting on a metered 3G connection in a corner of Delhi does not accelerate you to escape velocity. To proclaim that the earth stood still, all the heart's emotions and their strength are needed. All the technology in the world can only take you to the drawer. Ultra-truth can take you past its threshold. Thank you for listening to episode 1 of the podcast 40s are the new 20s. See you all next week.